Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week as you are hearing this, and we are returning with some very strange... Very new news. Uh, and also, a uh, slight update, that cheating scandal stuff uh, that we mentioned in the past with the chess masters has been pretty much confirmed. Uh, but that's... No, stuff, what? Yeah, yeah. That's news to me. Okay. Yeah, well, it's what, a fish. Uh, what did so, you hear? So there were um, a number of studies done on the, the accused cheaters' past games on Twitch and on streaming, and uh, it seems... Like Magnus was right. It seems like uh, the young chess expert is more of an expert cheater. So maybe we can look into that in a, in a future uh, future show. I know they tried to play another match, and well, Magnus, he, Magnus left again. Yeah, well, he, he didn't rage quit. I think he only joined in the first place as like a protest, so that he could 
quit after one move, like as a sign of like he knew what the score was. And that guy's old school, you know. I mean, Mag- I mean not, not old school. I mean, it's, he's been like the man for like a while. Oh, so yeah. he's, he's got his fingers on the pulse, and I think he wasn't going to dignify what he believed to be, you know, uh, an affront to the game with, you know, a rematch, basically. Well, here's the. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Economics on Twitter, who hit me up with some developments here. Looks like Hans Neiman has. Uh, probably cheated in more than 100 chess games, according to the newest investigation. So a lot of those online, right? Yeah. Again, quite a few streaming. But uh, just so you know, the stories don't end when uh, the news stops or they don't end when this show is over. And we want to thank all our fellow conspiracy realists who reach out to us one way or the other to hip us to the events going on in this crazy, crazy world. Uh, We're going to look at an active suspected serial killer. We're going to explore the future of uh, plant diplomacy and possibly super soldier plant warfare. But before we do any of that, you might be saying, why did you guys mention the cheating scandal? Well, it's because our first story today also pertains to cheating. Uh, not not the romantic sort, but it's a uh, I have so many dumb jokes to intro this. No, yeah, we should just go. <laughs> in calling in calling back to the the chess uh, cheating scandal, you said it's a fish, and that was its own kind of uh, little little tease. Uh, this is a uh, a cheating scandal that has rocked the competitive fishing world, um, specifically a fishing tournament out of Cleveland's Gordon Park. Uh, a guy or a two-person team named Jake Runyon and Chase Kuminski had entered a uh, competitive fishing competition wherein entry um, entrance, I guess, pay a $400 uh, entry fee, which is what makes the pot of winning money. Um, so therefore, I mean, cheating is always, you know, sus and and super sketchy and bad for business. But, you know, if you're literally robbing the other people that you're competing against, that's like extra not cool. Um, so these two guys have apparently been, um, very successful in the competitive fishing world for a long time and have raked in, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in winnings. Um, and it's official, it's a fish. Uh, they are absolute cheaters. Um, it, it, it was actually captured on video. Uh, let, let's just hear a little clip of this video just to hear how up in arms uh, everyone gets when, when this is revealed. And then we'll kind of describe the scene. We got weights and fish. There we go. Okay, so what you're hearing is people reacting to the, um, I guess the, I don't know, referee, for lack of a better term, a guy whose last name is Fisher, by the way, speaking of nominative determinism, which no one really was, but now we are. Um, he, there was a, uh, a, a, I guess, objection raised to the weight of a particular fish, because that is how, you know, the competition is won or lost is by weight, not necessarily number of fish. So it's like a particular fish could kind of tip the scales literally and figuratively kind of a pun, but there are actual scales involved. And someone calls out, nah, man, bullshit. I don't buy it. No way that fish weighs 30 pounds or whatever. Get a knife. So Fisher takes a knife 
and cuts open the fish. And within the fish, there are these like very large, unwieldy, like lead weights. They look like eggs. And also uh, fillets, store-bought fillets of walleye, which is the type of fish that was that was being uh, being sought in this competition. And as you heard in that clip, everyone lost their mind. People are screaming. They're like, I mean, they're about to pillory these folks. They're about to, you know, run them up the the, the rafters. You know, they want their heads. They're they're crying for blood. Someone says we got to file a police report. Um, and Sure enough, that that has, in fact, happened uh, because this is theft. This is fraud. Uh, And it calls into question these two dudes, Runyon and Kaminsky's entire uh, competitive fishing career. Because, again, they they had won. They'd been very successful for many, many years. And um, this is, you know, obviously there's going to be, I don't know how you go back and, and check their past winnings. I mean, those fish have obviously been filleted and, and fried up, or I don't know how they, they throw them back or what. Um, but an electronic scale measured their their haul at 33.91 pounds, and um, nobody bought it based on what they were seeing. And, and sure enough, they, you know, cut the fish open, and uh, then they, they found weights and, and other, you know, um, kind of dressings or, you know, whatever kind of enhancements in their other fish. Um, so this is wild. There is actually a, uh, an investigation into these guys. This is actually a, uh, you know, a, essentially a, I mean, not a, not a federal case, but, you know, there is, uh, some concern that there is long-term, you know, theft going on from these folks. So this is an ongoing story. Um, but fish cops. man, fish, right? Like, like, wow. I mean, and you know, the funny thing, too, about fishing is apparently it's so rife with cheating already outside of this event that um, competitors are required to take polygraph tests. And apparently, yeah, well, we know that polygraph tests are, you know, very fallible. But apparently uh, Cleveland and Kaminsky had been um, ejected or had been disqualified from a previous tournament last year because one of them failed a polygraph test. So, I mean, this is serious business, but, you know, again, we know how uh, faulty these results can be for polygraph tests, but the fact that it's even like an issue, whatever happened to sportsmanship, you know, Uh, apparently it's out the window, down the drain. What do you guys think? It's another kind of, you know, again, I got to credit my my, uh, my uh, favorite YouTube channel, uh, Internet Today, for hipping me to both of these stories, the the, the chess one and this uh, fishing one. And they point out that these are like two c- seemingly innocuous sports, you know, that some people might not even consider sports. And yet we're seeing like literally a conspiracy going on. And, and this one that could date back uh, years. Hook, line and seeker all the way to the bottom. <laughs> Yeah, well, when there's when there's a monetary reward involved in some kind of tournament, no matter what it is, there is, I mean, there's a reason to win, right? People are strapped for money right now. They, people always have been. It's never been easy to just get by. And if you if it if it seems like there's an easy opportunity to take away, in this case, almost thirty thousand dollars for this one tournament they got caught for, I don't know. If you want it badly enough, people find a way. Yeah, life, uh, life and greed alike will find a way. Uh, this also calls to mind uh, an excellent uh, 
conversation we had a number of years ago with Brian Tui. Uh, Brian Tui is a guy who not, a, I don't know about everybody else who was listening, but he did not a hundred percent persuade me that the entirety of professional sports is rigged, but he raised some incredibly compelling points about specific sports. So to your, you know, to, as you just said, Matt, it's, it's unfortunately not super surprising um, but it does bring to mind a lot of questions. Uh, Noel, do you think this will change the way that authorities in competitive fishing, uh, the the way that they like calculate wins or their process for ascertaining the size of the fish? Also, props to the guy who is like, that's BS. That fish, there's yeah, no the, way that fish weighs that. Well, well, the fish that were being questioned were <laughs> kind of run of the mill you know, fish that would be around four to five pounds, uh, Lake Erie fish. They call them five pound cookie cutters, which I guess means they're kind of like standard. And it was very clear that with the number of these they had, that that overall weight uh, made no sense. The biggest one they had came in at 7.9 pounds, which is just completely suspicious. Um, I don't know how they thought, I guess they'd been getting away with it for so long that they just kind of got a little sloppy and, and brazen, it would seem. Um, and, you know, and in the video, you can kind of see uh, when they're, you know, everything's coming up, these guys, and then all of a sudden the mob turns on them and you can see their faces just kind of fall. And there is a sense of like, oh no, we're, we've been, we've been found out. Um, and they have responded and, and said that, like, I think they said something to the effect of we only did this this one time to protect our reputation, which is sort of counterintuitive, considering that this, like, is going to wreck their reputation, um, you know, long term. I mean, they're obviously not going to be able to enter any more fishing competitions like this, you know, for a very long time, if ever. I'm sure they'll be barred, you know, if there's some sort of governing body of these type of events, but it has been turned over to the uh, the local or the regional Department of Natural Resources, the Ohio Department of Natural Resources for investigation. But this could potentially come with, if not massive fines and, and, and having to pay back um, the more than $300,000 these guys have won, you know, in their career. Um, but it could involve some jail time. Guys, I'm going to present an alternative theory. I'm studying these supposed weights that were in these fish, guys. These eggs, as as you describe them, Noel. I agree. They do look like eggs. They look like they're made out of lead or some other kind of metal. I propose, as these fish are taken out of Lake Erie, a place that we know has been polluted a lot over time, all the Great Lakes, there's all kinds of nasty pollution going on over there. This is just... Natural lead depositing occurring in the <laughs> fish of Lake Erie. No, I'm well, just no, it's funny. I mean, that certainly that certainly is something that could be uh, said if it was only like one fish. Yeah, but if they chose I, I, one, I, if they could have yeah. gotten away. Like, there's this weird you thing. Know, there. That's I don't like know. Uh, stacking the deck. You know, you got to have like a, a, a sort of a, a game plan for how to explain it if you do get caught. But again, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was in other uh, other um, fish that they had in their haul as well. Uh, in addition, the, the funniest thing about it is they were they, they weren't the weights weren't enough. They were st they were loading them with fillets of the same fish, hoping people wouldn't notice. Like, oh look, they're free they're pre filleted. <laughs> I'm a how, fisher how man, not a fish doctor. <laughs> this all looks fine to me. Also, if they had lead poisoning. Uh, 
This is just an excuse to talk about the lead poisoning theory. If they had lead poisoning, uh, wouldn't their behavior be a little bit different? I'm, I'm just now in my head, I'm thinking of like serial killer fish. But I guess some species of fish by nature have to be serial killers to survive. And they could have, you know, they could have cleverly pivoted and made it an environmental concern. What we really should be talking about here is the lead content of Uh, Lake Erie. You know, the stuff's like, it's like all, Uh it's so, it's so lousy with lead. The stuff's like big giant balls. Make the fish grow lead eggs. See, they should have contacted us first uh, because I think we've got some home run ideas here. Um, the number one idea, of course, is don't cheat at, at games. You know what I mean? Uh, unless there's a, a mafioso forcing you to do so, like in the old days of boxing. Taking a dive, yeah. yeah. And like, and like your, your family is you know, being threatened or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but otherwise, you know, I, I think the cleverest idea we've stumbled on is to just, if <laughs> we don't know how many people listening are cheating competitive fisher folk, Please stop cheating if you can before you get caught. But if you do get caught and you get caught in this manner, I think we have a pretty cool idea. Just tell us if this works. Say, hey, we wanted to be caught because this is a protest. And this is the only way we would get you to listen to us because we know you'll ignore the memes on Facebook. We and we're put- donating all our winnings to, you know, conservation, right? Like yeah. that was, it was all, it's all, it's all a, a, a finger in the eye of big fish. Not like, you know, <laughs> like the, oh. the industry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys, there's only one game that I wish I could cheat at. And that is Fortnite. Have you guys ever tried to play Fortnite against these kids that are they're, really they're fast? Really no, because good I get sniped Fortnite. when I walk out, you know, of my bungalow or whatever. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's demoralizing. It's I don't even bother with well, any I, of those competitive uh, shooter games. I watched Noel play it one time, I think, and I uh, I enjoyed the spectacle, but it's I don't know. Fortnite is one of those games. Many games are this way where you reach this, you have to reach a certain level of skill to really enjoy yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of uh, playing pool with kids who grew up with a pool table. You know, they just had more of an Ooh. opportunity. You shouldn't beat yourself up, Matt, because, you know, you have a job, you got bills and stuff. You just can't wake up and play Fortnite uh, 12 hours a day. But if you were in the metaverse and you're on Fortnite, you can, you can hang out with us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I've been playing Mario Kart 8 since the Wii U version, and I can barely hold my own against these international kids that play, you know, uh, online. Um, I, 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 I very rarely will get uh, first place, but I can usually get in the top five. And if I get in the top five, then I feel like I've done a good job. But I mean, even that is is brutal. If you're like a Mario Kart noob and you try to go head to head with these folks that are playing online, you will get red shelled into oblivion can i i, I want to brag about something real quick which I, I rarely brag but um for a while there i was super nasty at tekken like i was at the point where i could feasibly have gone into a real kind of competition uh and i put it down because it was just too stressful to play online you know what i mean the stakes were high i had a reputation to uphold you lose points when you lose the match also you know Thank goodness we still have the podcasting gig. But if that doesn't work out for us, I'm thinking Mario Kart, Noel, Fortnite, Matt. No. 
No. Tekken Ben? No, I literally brought that up so I could say, hey, make sure to search iHeartland and Fortnite and see our live show that's going to be happening there sometime in October. I'm not exactly sure when, but it's happening. Search iHeartland. You can visit it. It's a real place you can go to. Well, it's a virtual place you can go to in Fortnite. You can also visit iHeartland in Roblox. We'll also be doing a live show there. Or a, a virtual show. Film before a live studio audience. There you go. Sort of. Sort of. Well, <laughs> there, there were, were the pe- crew. There were, there, there, were, there were people there. And then just last thing, um, I, I think it's interesting in competitive gaming um, how, to your point, Ben, you lose points if you lose the match. That's to your, like, cumulative kind of, like, online ranking, I guess. It's not really a top ten thing. It's more of a, a score, and that is in Mario Kart as well, and that's also in chess. Uh, it has to do with, like, how many, you know, ranked matches you've played, and then you get a number that you can then present to someone so they know that you're legit and you've actually put the time in. I don't know what the equivalent of that is and uh, competitive fishing, but um, I do find that interesting and an interesting way of kind of keeping track of, you know, who's, uh, who's you know, the top of their game. But uh, I'm sure we will hear more about this scandal, uh, see what the fate of these two uh, gentlemen might be. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, um, which is Bass Pro Shop, potentially, probably not. And then we'll be back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And we are traveling to lovely Stockton, California. Guys, have you ever been to Stockton, California? I have. No. Oh. Oh, really? Tell me about Stockton. What do you do in Stockton? Well, at the time, I was probably mainly concerned with uh, reading whatever book my parents let me take on the road trip. You know uh, what I mean? I wasn't yeah. of the, I wasn't, I wasn't a Stockton man. I was a wee Stockton tyke. I imagine it's a place where you can take stock of your life. Tons of them. Ah. Re- re- reflect, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, yes. Very nice. Very nice. So, guys, uh, if you don't know where Stockton is, if you are looking on a map at San Francisco, then you head east for just a, just a ways. You'll hit Stockton if you head east and maybe a little north. And if you're in Sacramento and you head south, you can find Stockton. Um, seems like a great place. Bunch of museums there. There's a children's museum that I particularly want to check out one day with my son. Uh, Well, in Stockton, they're having a little bit of a problem. Guys, there may be a serial killer, an active serial killer operating out of Stockton, California. And we're talking about this year, 2022, as well as last year, 2021, when this person may have been active. There are a lot of caveats here. There are a lot of questions, but I want to get every, give everyone the information and I want to talk to you guys about it just to see what we're thinking right now. So there was a press conference that occurred just yesterday as we record this on October 4th, Tuesday, uh, where the Stockton Police Department, as well as city officials there in Stockton, gave as much information as they possibly could about a series of homicides that have occurred in the city that seem to be connected. But they're not connected to any one individual. They're not connected to any one suspect. They're connected through ballistics. As we talked about with our shot spotter segment last week, uh, one of the main ways that this whole case is a case and not just individual homicides is that it appears to be the same gun or it's thought to be the same gun that was used in all five, I believe it's six homicides now, plus one attempted homicide, but then there are, there are actually five people in Stockton that were killed. There's one in Oakland, and there was an attempted homicide in Stockton. It's very strange stuff, and I just want to give you guys some of the specifics, and then let's discuss. Um, there's some reporting out of NBC News by Antonio Palanis and Dennis Romero, titled What We Know About the Victims of the Possible Serial Killer in Stockton, California. It was published October 4th. Uh, They say an unidentified person was recorded on grainy security video that could be either a witness, a, a suspect, possibly just a person of interest, somebody that no matter who they are, the Stockton Police Department wants to talk to them. And there's been a call by news agencies to watch this specific video and, you know, see if you know anything, especially if you live in California or in the Stockton area. Um, There are these two shootings that I mentioned from 2021. One was a victim who survived the only female victim 
in this entire case. Uh, she survived after this unidentified person shot her and then she rushed at the attacker and he put his gun down and left. Predominantly, these victims have been male. They have been Hispanic, except for one victim who self-identified as white. They are, I think the median age, according to that press conference, was around 34, but it ranges in the mid-20s to the 50s. Uh, gosh, Ben, I thought about you with this because most of these guys were on night walks of some sort, just alone in a place that doesn't have a lot of cameras. They seem to be... Uh, moments of opportunity for whoever, for whoever this killer is like, they just found them, you know, doing their thing alone at night. And then he shot them. I have a rock solid alibi, man. Oh no, that's not what I'm, that's not what I mean. I meant, <laughs> I know, I'm thinking I about, I'm, I'm thinking about just because we do that. The, I think the three of us do that. Sometimes when we're in a different city, we just like to go walk in and check out what the place is like at night. It's cool. It's interesting. Take in the evening. Yes. Yeah. And perhaps this is what these guys were doing and they were found by this suspect. Maybe this suspect, but let's say they were found by whoever this person is that has this particular gun, right? Unless the gun itself is traveling around, which is ridiculous, but it is, you know, a possibility that the gun was either taken or sold right? Mm -hmm. And then it, it moved somewhere else, like to Oakland. And that's where another, where it was used again. Because it has that dormancy period that they mentioned in, yes. in the Guardi Guardian article you sent, which is um, over 400 days, right? From April 2021. Yes, it was 480 days, something crazy. 480. A huge number of days between the 2021 shootings and the 2022 shootings. But again, the ballistics appear to match. So somebody took a long time off, then the cooling off period got shortened again. So let me give you the dates that will help us understand the timeline here. This comes from East County Today. That's eastcountytoday.net. Um, here we go. April 10th, 2021, there's a shooting death of a 40-year-old Hispanic man in Oakland, California. Okay, so this is the only shooting that's a part of this whole series that occurs in Oakland, California. Just six days later, on April 16th, there was a shooting of a 46-year-old black woman at Park Street and Union Street in Stockton. This is the survivor. This is the woman uh, who survived her injuries and was able to just get the man to stop shooting. And she, again, the only female victim in this story. Then you move all the way from April 2021 to July 8th, 2022. That's when a 35-year-old black man is shot. August 11th. The next month, almost, you know, exactly a month later, shooting death of 43-year-old Hispanic man, uh, jump uh, to the end of that month, August 30th, shooting death of a 21-year-old Hispanic man, September 21st, shooting death of a 52-year-old Hispanic man, and then just six days later after that, shooting death of a 54-year-old Hispanic man. So you can tell, like, towards the end there, in our studies of serial killers, we've learned that as these cooling off periods shorten, that's when you're in the really dangerous territory. The authorities have described it as someone, quote, on a mission. Or, you know, as we've seen in patterns of other serial murderers, uh, there may be an escalating psychological deterioration. This may be part of the spiral, which happens because those 
in many cases, those dormant periods, those cooling off intervals start to shorten, just as you're describing. Um, it's actually, it's kind of unusual for uh, someone to come back after a very long time. Uh, they usually will, at that mental state, they will usually get sloppy. They will often be arrested or detained for another crime and then get contacted. Like, they're, the dentist radars of the world are incredibly rare uh, to be dormant that long and then to go active again. It's it's much more likely that someone will crash and burn. And we have to point out, as we've done in every serial killer episode over the years, we have to point out that we're working with a radically imperfect sample size because for the most part, we know about the people who got caught. Yeah, God, I know. Uh, speaking of this person that may be the suspect or just, you know, someone that should be interviewed or uh, people. the video. The, yeah. The, well, the video you can watch of somebody who was there near one of the crime scenes was wearing all black, had a black cap on walking at night. You know, not the best for visibility. If you don't want to get hit by a car, uh, seems like a good move. If you want to be hidden or keep yourself hidden, uh, this person as the police chief points out there in Stockton, this person has a very upright gait. Uh, the, the way they walk and the way their posture is, the gait's a little strange, but they're extremely upright when they're walking. Uh, just something to, I don't know, be on the lookout for. I'd recommend watching the video if you live in the area, mm-hmm. just to be on the lookout if you're hanging out at night somewhere. Oh, and also, if you do recognize this person or you hear something, you, there's an incentive here. There is a reward being offered right now of $125,000 by the city of Stockton and the police department and several other groups that are coming together to offer money. That's really all I have to bring to the table, guys. It's ongoing. Information is actively being put out by Stockton Police Department and city officials like every day, basically, as this has been going on. So uh, keep a lookout. Check your news feeds. Um, and let's, let's see what happens. Because there's a possibility... If this person started in Oakland, potentially, and then moved into Stockton, they might move away from Stockton as the heat is turned up Mm -hmm. in that area. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. I guess that's it. We're going to keep looking, keep watching. We'll be right back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we have returned. Uh, one one thing we should add there uh, is do check out our series on uh, uncaught serial killers. Uh, unfortunately, every year or so uh, we find new cases and we have to add to that series. Uh, so let us know if there's something in your neck of the global woods uh, that you suspect to be the work of an uncaught serial killer. We're not going to end with serial killers. It's true, folks. Uh, we do we do a little bit of show shaping right before we hop on the air, and we want to make sure that we end with uh, things that are either um, globally important uh, or things that are not super depressing and scary, right? Uh, even though Halloween is our favorite season. Uh, this may not be globally important, but there's an interesting argument I want to share share with the class. Uh, I recently learned that the Biden administration here in the United States has appointed a new ambassador, Monica Medina. Monica Medina is not an ambassador for a specific country, uh, is not like a UN goodwill ambassador, such as you know Angelina Jolie or insert celebrity here. Uh, Monica Medina is also not the um, not an ambassador of a faith or a belief system. Instead, Ambassador Medina represents plants and animals. Uh, this is a true story. Uh, the State Department has created this new position, Special Envoy for Biodiversity and Water Resources, and Medina now is kind of in a Lorax position. You guys remember the Lorax? Speak for yeah, the trees. Yeah, a little mustachioed guy that liked to, that was, you know, yeah, he spoke for the trees. Yeah, well, now, now there is officially someone who does that for the United States. Now, first things first, before we move on, just like, I don't want to color your judgments at all yet. Uh, when you hear this, does it sound like a real thing or does it sound like a PR move? 
or both. I hope it's a real thing. I mean, I, 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 I tend to lean towards both in most situations. I like to think that someone's got a, a, a good head on their shoulders and uh, is, is thinking about the right things and, and doing right by, you know, um, the folks out there. But then I also think, you know, there's a whole other department that, that will look at a thing like this and be like, yeah, we can make this we can make this like a stunt kind of uh, situation. Guys, I was I randomly this morning was thinking about the national advisors for the president, like mm-hmm. all the people in the cabinet, all the people that exist there in the president's ear at all times for all the various things the president has to think about. And I think having this, if this person, this ambassador is actually serving in a way that is give like that her service is giving pretty consistent updates on and advisement on what needs to be done to protect water and water services or what, what was it? Water biodiversity uh, water and resources. water resources. Yes. If she's consistently giving information and updates, I think this is awesome. I don't care if it's a PR stunt. I guess, yes, please. Well, it's more likely to, uh, it, I, I agree with you. It does feel substantive and we all want there to be good guys, right? somewhere amid the chaos without having met the new ambassador. I can say this seems less of a case of shiny PR and greenwashing and unfortunately more of a case of nepotism because before she was known for being this ambassador speaking for the plants and the trees, uh, she was best known as the wife of White House Chief of Staff Ronald Klein. So, how did she get the job? Were there other candidates? I mean, nepotism is a real thing. It's terrible for society, and it's, you know, one of the huge stumbling blocks of civilization. But that nepotism doesn't necessarily mean she's unqualified for this job because this job hadn't existed before. And they sound like they have real plans. The department is going to crack down on nature crime, illegal mining and logging, uh, they're trying to clean up water systems. If you listen to our recent reporting on places like Jackson, Mississippi, or earlier reporting on Flint, Michigan, you know that uh, the nation's water supply needs all the help it can get. They're also trying to uh, promote biodiversity and water, a water security plan for the White House. World War Three. I'm telling you. I mean, if they're not, you know. It reminds me of the idea of like technology that's being worked on behind closed doors that we're not aware of yet. One would hope that even if we're not aware of some big initiative that is some sort of big PR greenwashing thing, that the folks in charge uh, at some level are thinking about the fact that we will potentially end up in a, a gnarly Mad Max water war kind of situation and hopefully laying the groundwork to make it. Not quite so dire, although I somehow also kind of could believe they're not doing that. And they're or if they are, they're only worried about certain folks. Yeah, agreed. So overall, I think we can say this is hopefully a good thing, right? Overall, uh, at the very worst, it might be a PR stunt to shore up some kind of aspect of election numbers, right? Or potential voters. But still, it's better than nothing unless There's an ulterior motive here, and I may have found it. I don't know. I want to pitch this to everyone. Tell us what you think. 1-833-STD-WYTK, conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com, all the hits. 
around the same time, I learned about this new envoy position, this diplomat, this ambassador for the natural world. I also learned that houseplants are armed now. Hmm? Houseplants can now wield machetes. Shout out to Robert Evans. You're talking about cactuses? Uh, We're talking about the humble succulents. Philodendron. Okay. There is a house plant whose nickname is Phil. By the way, uh, codename Doc would love this because she, she loves plants, right? This uh, short for chlorophyll, perhaps? Or? <laughs> uh, short for philodendron. So, oh, okay, good. Uh, but chlorophyll to his friends. I like that. Uh, there's an artist named David Bowen. It was a very, very interesting brilliant dude. He works primarily with robotics. And in cooperation with a team of scientists, he decided to, you know, take his buddy Phil and make him harder, faster, stronger. You know what I mean? Just like the Yay song. But uh, let's go into this. You can right now, folks, you can see the video of the houseplant being a plant that has a robotic arm attached to it. That's just sort of haphazardly swinging a machete. Uh, this <laughs> uh, Here's what they did. So there's an open source um, integrated circuit, a microcontroller, and it gets electrical impulses from the plant. In a previous episode, when we asked whether plants have intelligence or sentient, you know, we got caught up in the philosophical quandary of sentience. Uh, but what they're doing is treating the plant the way a person is treated in an EEG application. The electrical impulses that, like the the tech that is used to check on your heart rate, right? Or your beep, beep, beep stuff in, the, uh, in every hospital. So these things are applied to the plant's leaves. And when Sorry, I thought you were glitching with your beeps just then, Ben. <laughs> I, thought, I was mm-hmm. like, wait, why? How many beeps? <laughs> I don't under- Sorry, this is a behind the curtain thing. Sorry, I, I feel, hey, I, I think I might just be losing my mind here. Is it EKG, EEG? What is, what is that? Is it EEG? Well, there's, there's EEG is something and EKG is something, right? Yes. So this technology is first off, it's it's amazing. It saved a lot of lives in the human world. Uh, and now it is being used to arm houseplants. Initial questions, uh, does does Phil know what he's doing? Not really. He's kind of like if you ever had a drunk uncle who is, you know, gets gets a few drinks in on the afternoon and says, I don't know, let's launch some fireworks. Phil has about that level of, of, of planning. So, uh, we don't know, like it's a, it's a random result of these impulses. So it's not as though it'd be, it'd be amazing and terrifying if, uh, the plant, for instance, was trying to swat at a fly or a bird. Right. But it's just sort of vibing, you know, it's just kind of at a big knife party and startlingly enough, this is not the, uh, first time that people have tried something like this in terms of cyborg plants. That's what this is. This is a cyborg plant. So here's my theory, you guys. What if the White House has created this ambassador for plants and the natural world because they know what's on the horizon with plant droids? A word I made up. I think you're right. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, uh, it's easier than I expected. <laughs> um, it does make me wonder what would happen if you took a, like a mycelial network and oh, ran yeah. it through a series of tubes, kind of like this robotic arm is, these white it's tubes. That, you know how I feel about the mycelial networks. I mean, it is such a complex system, and it just exists without – it doesn't need us to exist. And it, in many ways, kind of mimics the way you know synapses mm-hmm. uh, and brain kind of chemistry operate. And the fact that we think we're so special and you know we're imbued with this, these mystical powers of reasoning and you know brain function uh, – look to the the mushroom kingdom to see that you know they've had it figured out long before we were a thing uh also again i yeah i've thought about this for decades as well again uh my number one pick for an organic extraterrestrial intelligence visiting uh earth is somewhere in the world of fungus uh and i use mycologist and mycology a lot in horror stories it's just such a go-to you know what i mean it's a staple of good horror like how you, you should always have some olive oil in your kitchen uh well it's, yeah. it's like those ones those like fruited bodies or whatever those mm-hmm. things that like make ants do crazy stuff Cordes- you know? I'm, I'm actually Cordes- i'm reading this uh, book right now I'm reading exactly. I'm reading this book right now called uh, "A Disappearance at Devil's Rock," and um, highly recommend checking it out. And don't read anything about it. But there's some talk about zombie stuff, and I, I haven't gotten to any place where I know really where it's going. But um, there's a character in it that's obsessed with this idea of that particular cordyceps. I think is what it's called. Uh, the one that like causes these brain extrusions in ants and makes them act against their nature act against their their uh, their own self-preservation. Well, that's that's um, really interesting. That's fascinating stuff. You know, yeah. just like how uh, owls and corvids are in an unending millennia-old war, uh, and those species of ants and the species of fungus that um, prey upon them are also in their, their own kind of arms race. It's very difficult for the humble cordyceps because once you have infested the ants, you've gained control of the host, the other ants in that community are already hip to it. And what they'll do to prevent the spread is they'll, in a very real way, sort of cauterize the wound to their society. Two other ants, uh, and this is a true story, two other ants when an ant, uh, will take the third infected ant and forcibly carry it away from the, uh, you know, from the ant community, from the ant hill, knowing that those two know that they're going to die. They will stay and detain the thing and die so that it, when it bursts, it doesn't infect other ants. It's nuts. Ants alone and uh, ants and their wars with fungus, their allies in the fungus world. It's amazing. Also, shout out with slime mold. I know we're in a different, slightly different thing here. The, if you want to see how crazy, intelligent, and incomprehensible some of these life forms are, uh, just check out, I think you just have to check out uh, on your search engine of choice, Go just put in the words Tokyo train map slime mold. And what you'll see is that slime mold formed a very strange, eerily accurate representation of the Tokyo subway and railway system. On its own, just figuring out the most efficient way to transport information, yeah, and and nutrients. So it knows That's what it's doing, yeah. And now, uh, now we've got 
plants with machetes. So how far has it gone? If this is the public knowledge, right? And how apropos that we talked a little bit about suppressed technology. How far are the plants along, really? Be nice to your house plants. You know what I mean? One day they may be strapped. I would talk about this forever, but we've got to call it a day. We cannot wait to hear from you. Uh, do we, you know? I was surprised by how many people have pretty passionate uh, perspectives on the nature of sentience. Right? Shout out to Nadi for what is a fact uh, on the idea of whether or not plants or life forms from the fungus world are uh, should be considered sentient or thinking or feeling. Uh, and how we define and what that tells us about how humans define themselves. So can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, tell us about your plant experiments. Stay safe out there in the Oakland Stockton area. And for Pete's sake, if you're if you're a competitive fisher person, don't put lead Just in the fish. It. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right, but what, there's not like, like, yeah. there's not enough lead or mercury content in the water already. You really need to shove it in there for your own ill-gotten benefit. Shame on you. Yeah, if you're going to put anything in there, just put the stuff that all these people are putting into their lips and butts, whatever Mm -hmm. that uh, filler is. Collagen? Yeah, put that in there. Nobody why? will find why would that. You do, why, why would you do that? Nobody will find that. <laughs> Shoot it into the... That's, that's Wow, Matt, you're a real monster. Uh, you, you're an evil genius of sorts. My goodness. Just you should the, get a job consulting for villains. I love this. I don't want fish those. Yeah. But how, what, how does that affect the fish's sense of worth and esteem? You know what I mean? I don't want to make a fish feel body shamed. To, to be fair, I would, I would argue the fish, the fisher people don't particularly care about the fish's sense of worth. They're, they're literally tempting them. <laughs> they're tempting them with, you know, goodies and then shoving hooks into their faces and then, you know, gutting them. Unless it's a so. secret protest. Again, telling you. We don't have degrees in public relations, but we read a lot of Bernays. So uh, <laughs> I like to think that. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. But it's it's a fun idea. It, it would. You know what it would be though. It would be a good fodder for a, a short, a piece of short fiction. Well, we're off to the races. I do want to uh, again shout out David Bowen. Uh, he has done some amazing stuff, and do do check out his Vimeo clip where you can see Phil himself or itself attached to a wall with its robo-arm just kind of macheting across the air. Uh, You can also learn more about David Bowen's work uh, by checking out his previous installations. In one, I thought you you guys would find this particularly interesting. I want to get your take. In one, a hundred live houseflies were all like linked up together by this guy, by Bowen, to control a router that carved up a piece of foam. Is that like a is that like a like a analog three D printer kind of? Uh, you know that part I'm still not clear. I just want to hear what David has coming up next, and we want to hear what you have on your mind that you can tell us about. So whether you are a human, a creature of the night, or a plant that has mastered the keyboard, we want it to be easy for you to find us online. We do, and we tend to be that thing. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at the handle Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you like to read, you can find Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, the book. Not the British one, our one. You'll know the difference. It has Ben Bolin's name on the front and Matt Frederick and Noel Brown. And uh, you can buy it if you're hearing this on the day it comes out. 
Tomorrow is the day, October 11th. The book shall be released unto the world. How about that? You can also get it as an audiobook if you want, and that's a fun experience because you get to hear Ben, Matt, and uh, myself uh, read to you. It can be like a bedtime stories kind of situation if you wish. Our dulcet tones will will lull you to sleep with with <laughs> esoteric facts about uh, conspiracies, both uh, real and imagined. And if you have thoughts about these things, uh, if you if you are a plant who is not connected to a keyboard but does have access to a phone or a human you know, all are welcome, uh, then you can give us a call. Say it with us. We are one eight three three stdwytk You will hear a familiar voice and uh, a beep like so. Beep. That tells you you are in the right place. After that beep, you have three minutes. Those three minutes are yours. Go nuts. You don't have to use the entire three minutes. We've gotten some great calls uh, where it's just uh, 60 seconds of some amazing, incredible, or sometimes hilarious stuff. Uh, most importantly, tell us whether it's okay to use your name and or message on air. And even more important than most importantly, don't think about that too much. Don't censor yourself. Don't feel like, you know, don't beat yourself up if you feel like you have to keep calling or something like that. Just write us an email. Tell us the story in full. Take however much time you need. Give us the links. Give us the pictures. Lead us to the edge of the rabbit hole. We will do the rest. All you have to do is drop us a line at our good old-fashioned email address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 